Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Conversations and Coffee Podcast. Um, we got on the road at five thirty a.m. to head to the famously known Happy Pair. I have Steve. Steve, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for the mushroom tea. Um, so usually my Sunday morning would be a little bit different to this. I'd probably wake up about eleven o'clock if even, and I'd, you know, get going or walk the dog or have some breakfast. But uh, this morning I was up at I think five past five and got on the road, picked up Alan, and then when we're on the road, I think Alan checked out your your story on Instagram and like you guys were already up and already practicing your mindfulness and starting your new routine but i'm just fascinated to know kind of how you kind of get up so early in the morning start your day with this routine and ritual and how important that is for you to begin the day the way you want to take uh, the direction so how does a kind of typical day uh, go for the happy pair uh, so, uh, so usually so dave here how are you how's it going uh, so usually I get up around 5.15, something like that. Um, somewhere between 5 and 5.20, I'd say. Pretty much seven days a week, just because it's a habit. And I find it easier to do it every day instead of, oh, mm-hmm. it's Sunday, I'm going to lie in or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like a lie-in might be 7 o'clock in my... Just because I can't really do it anymore. I just couldn't lie in mm-hmm. if you said you'd pay me. Um, but usually I wake up and the last couple of days I've, I've just got straight up and meditated for 10 minutes because I wanted to just see what that's like. Because... When we leave it till after training, it happens sometimes, it doesn't happen to the others. So I actually want to try for a period of time. Maybe I'll do it for a month, maybe I'll, do it. I'll see how it goes, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get up and do it. So this morning I got up and I did 10 minutes meditation. Usually we'll train on a Sunday morning at half six. We'll do flexibility and strength training. Well, usually flexibility, it'll be, I think Rebecca's coming out for half six. Um, but recently I'll do 10 minutes meditation and then I'll look at my day. Oh, here you go. Steve wants to say something. No, I just want to talk about, answer the question more in terms of uh, how do you cultivate it and what do, what's the benefit of it? I think we go, we we used to get up back 15 years ago, get up at 4.30 a.m. to go to Dublin Fruit Market. And we did that for years. So we're very much used to getting up early. And even prior to that, we used to get up at 3.30 and meditate for an hour before going into the fruit market. Um, so yeah, we kind of have a habit of liking the early hours of the morning I think they're mm-hmm. very peaceful I think it's there's that space before the busyness of the day to mm-hmm. kind of ponder on what's important and mm-hmm. what you want to focus on um, yeah but there's something that I find for myself it helps give me that space to connect with myself in the hope uh, and I think one of the keys to creating a habit in this way like in terms of we normally get up and we'll train and then we'll go swim and then that's kind of the day's ready mm-hmm. uh, but the, the the bit that makes the training sustainable is the community mm-hmm. it's the crack yeah the friendship, agree, the yeah. joy the laughter mm-hmm. the you don't feel like getting up but meeting dave and I'm meeting raj and I'm meeting mark so mm-hmm. I'm not letting them down mm-hmm. and then you show up and you start talking a bit of you know talking crap together and you've great and fun as, and good as laugh Al, as alan just said there he said uh You'd let yourself down if you were only on training by yourself. You'd quite easily let yourself down, but if you're meeting someone else, it's very true. Get up and do it. And I yeah, that was a really he hit the nail on the head there. No, you, and, Come on and now. It's, it's when you put it into perspective, it's so true. Like, but your body clock is just naturally kind of fitted into this now. This is kind of just routine. It's just going to happen. But what I'm thinking is, when I've started getting up earlier in the morning, um, due to coming out here for the swim rise and that, and meeting all these great people, but I feel then when I'm going home. 
and I'm driving back to, to get showered and re- whatever, I already have kind of like one up on everybody in the day. I feel kind of like I've went back to work one of the times and um, I was in the office and like people were still coming in kind of groggy, having their first coffee. And I kind of felt like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was, but then come about one o'clock, I hit a bit of a brick wall. I needed another coffee. But still, what I'm saying is like, I think there's an element of like, kind of, you feel, you feel like kind of you, you've done it for yourself. It's like, look, I've beat the bed as such, got out of the bed, got on with it. Um, but no, that was a brilliant answer. I mean, and, and it's important to know how many years ago that there was maybe there's maybe one other important thing to that. Yeah, though. people might go, "Jeez, you get up at five a.m. or something like." But I go to bed at nine o'clock. Like mm-hmm. that's the really that's the really mm-hmm. key piece because if you keep going to bed at eleven o'clock, you won't be able to get up at five mm-hmm. o'clock. Like you know, so usually at usually around nine, I'm pretty much useless. So <laughs> or probably from half eight, I'm kind of useless. Um, and I get into bed like I, and I do, and I I'm not switch sure. off. Yeah, I'm like mm-hmm. a six year old. And what what do you do personally yeah, no, yourself, Dave? Do you kind of put the phone away or take up a book yeah, or? No, usually I try to plug it in around eight. I put it in airplane mode and put it in at eight, and then I'll see what happens. But it depends good. on what's going on in my mind, what's going on. So Brilliant. See. And even just to say, some people are owls and some people are larks. As in owls, meaning some people like to stay up late and some people like to get up early. And I think it's more just. For anyone listening, I think it's not necessarily about romanticizing the early hours of the morning. It might be the late hours of the day for you. But it, what I guess what the bit that helps nurture our lives is having that bit of time for ourselves or that bit of time to, to, to try to exercise or to mm-hmm. do some sort of a positive activity for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, it was, it was. Um, how do I follow up with a good question now after that? But yeah, kind of thinking more so with the message you guys are trying to spread. I think it's pretty clear when you go onto your social media platforms, you see immediately it is just positivity. It is just well-being. It is just uh, finding that kind of um, better path in life and eliminating maybe some of the other uh, elements that might, you know, mm. not not kind of uh, improve your lifestyle. So what kind of message are you trying to spread? And is it kind of... Um, aiming just towards veganism or is it maybe just gradually getting people to improve their diet their lifestyle you know uh, you can both answer I was going to say uh, I think it, first and foremost to to try to engage people where they're feeling more fulfilled so they feel connected or part of something I think that would be one part of it mm-hmm. another part is to get them to eat more fruit and veg because mm-hmm. you know most of us don't 9 out of 10 Irish people don't eat enough fruit and mm-hmm. veg um, so like I and really to not take it all too serious, you know, because I think so many people are going around thinking you have to do this, or you have to do that. But really, underneath it all, if you look at a six year old, it's about having a laugh, smiling, not taking things too serious because we're all going to die anyway. So, that's yeah. boom, boom. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. So, so I think it's to constantly remind yourself that you're going to die. Like, don't take it too serious, you know. Have fun, enjoy yourself. The most important things is the relationships and your relationship with yourself. You'd said something recently, and I, I thought it was brilliant. It stuck in my mind, actually. I only listened to it the other day. And yourself, well, it was one of you, I definitely, I, I mean, sometimes I, even people watching this will find it very difficult to tell you apart. Um, I've managed to do that through meeting you on multiple occasions now. But um, one of the things you said, and whoever said it can raise their hand, I don't know who it was, but about being like that child where, like, running up to somebody in a playground and saying, you're now my new best friend. Um, when you think of that, like, I know it sounds kind of, crazy when but when i look at my little brother and sister and we're on holidays and he's going off to make friends he just runs over to the pool and he comes back and then before you know he's asking for money for an ice cream and he's got eight kids around him <laughs> and they're all running off and you can see them and they're this little unit and for the next two weeks then they become 
almost like best friends you know but then he goes back home and he never sees them again and i think kind of like the innocence and that level of just being like i'm tiger i'm ross or i'm dave i'm steve do you treat life like that at the moment as in you're on the beach and people are coming in for the swim rise and they're like oh look kind of in awe of the fact that they've made it here from whatever country you know we were there yesterday there was a guy from america um i've been a couple of times and there was people from canada and all sorts of uh, countries around the world but how do you go about that you just treat everybody the exact same come on in and welcome to community yeah i think a, a big part of i guess why we started this business called the happy pair was to try to create a happier healthier world and build community because to our own personal journey like we did degrees and like i guess grew up kind of very much uh, like most people kind of you know idealize and oh you should really you know get a degree and maybe maybe you should do a master's and then you should get a job and you should find a wife and have a family and you know this was kind of the the conditioning we were sold and it was only through going away traveling um separately we we divorce me and Dave for a period of time and through going away separately and experimenting with different aspects of life that I found out I was much more intrigued with health, happiness and community. And so we came back and we used the Happy Pair as a vehicle to try to, for social change really. Originally I wanted to start as a charity, but I wanted to, it was dad who suggested, no, if you want to change the system, you should start from inside the system as opposed to outside the system. So um, we started a business to create a happier, healthier world and build community. So community is something that's always been so central to so central to everything that we wanted to do build community have a laugh have really nice people around and make everyone feel welcome how I would answer it is way uh, is much more on hit the nail on the head not unless long winded is that uh, like and it's funny because I have these conversations with my daughter and and she and she doesn't like I won't even talk with her but uh, I'd always see people as their friends that you just haven't met yet like a genuine that, that would be that's a really good perspective that would yeah. be how I would see it. instead of people going it's a stranger or whatever and I'd have conversations with my six year old about this like and she'd go they're not your friend and i go well they are I just met them like and she'd go well you only met them once but they're now my friend like and that, that would be my perspective that they're friends that you kind of haven't met or like and it just it created I don't know, some people think they've got to know someone for two years and hang out with them all the time, and then they're their friend. Mm -hmm. okay, we, we signed a form now, we're friends. But um, I would kind of see it much more fluid. That Sometimes you can just connect with somebody and you can just feel that kind of, the first interaction, you might say, I feel like I know this person years, and you've just met them. But it's not really that, it's just the fact that you might both be on the same vibe or the same wavelength, and you're kind of like, all right, you're into the things I'm into, let's talk again. And then you might need to know them for years, and then that's sometimes people's problem i think with their perspective maybe they go into these kind of um interactions all right i'm going to hold all this information i'm not going to tell them anything about me and i've just bought a house but i don't tell anybody because you know you, people are very quick to kind of be judgmental and worry about what other people are thinking about them and really i don't think anybody's really caring only about themselves really you know I think we're all scared little three-year-olds, as Dave often says. We're scared <laughs> little three-year-olds underneath it that all just want to be loved and accepted. That's brilliant. And we, and we have various different strategies of achieving that. Like even last night we were down getting burritos and I was with May, Theo and Ned and there was a whole load of other kind of six-year-olds, five-year-olds just on the, the bench next door and Theo was eating his burrito and then suddenly he just disappears and they're off playing chase and then they're just like lost in the moment and having such crack together. And Theo had time to go, no, I don't want to go, no, no, no I'm having a great time. And then, okay, bye. Doesn't even, you know, didn't even know their name, just bye straight away. There's this total non-attachment in the present moment. This is what life has in this moment. How can I make this moment as much fun and as much joy? And I think 
as we get older often we forget that we tend to get lost and oh I must go do this and I, I, I don't know if this is aligned with my dream whereas you're just in the moment and I think the more we can be in the moment the more everyone is friends everyone is just like oh great what are we going to do now this type of attitude mm-hmm. which children at least my kids are a wonderful reminder of me just at the present moment and just get stuck in that non-attachment like mm-hmm. as in, you're my friend now stay close to me you're my friend when I'm going to text you when are we going to meet as opposed to like just whatever let's do cool stuff together and sure if it happens great and if it doesn't mm-hmm. happen sure cool I love that. And it's at the change in my perspective now. And it just shows that kind of even this message you're trying to spread. I mean, the answers are there. And, and if you're willing to listen or you're willing to change your lifestyle and implement these changes, I mean, it's only true. These small, minor little changes, whether it's getting up earlier in the morning and taking that 10 minutes to, you know, practice mindfulness and do some meditation, whether it's downloading the Calm app or, you know, the Headspace mm-hmm. app small little things you know sign up for the seven day trial and just quickly try it and if you don't like it then put it away or whatever and i'm finding that even at work now sitting at a desk job and for eight hours a day i might be working on a spreadsheet and so i'll just put two headphones in and in the background i'll have on youtube this three-hour playlist playing where it's just some nice mind from this music playing and the day doesn't feel as stressful then when i go home i'm not as you know yeah exactly so just small little things like that i've changed and maybe hang on why am i feeling at 12 o'clock like tired again well you haven't had your breakfast yet you know or what what did you have for breakfast oh, without a protein bar and mm. uh, a pack of crisps you know you think of things like that and it's true maybe at lunch break i'll take up my phone and then oh look there's your story and then i see morning guys at you know 5 a.m in in may you're on your way down to the beach and now here i am a year later going down to the beach myself so i think kind of that's what i'm trying to do with this podcast is the audience i have um a lot of them might be my age or might be from my area and i'm trying to show them that you know through you guys and the message you're spreading that you know there isn't a ticket there's not a list that you have to be on to come to the beach for the swim rise you don't have to be like a personal invite i mean because when i got down i was a little bit kind of like especially bringing george the dog and alan bringing uh, seb we were a bit kind of like you know the second we come in all the arms were out and i was like who are all these people and everyone was like hey you doing? Do want some tea Do you want some brownies and that's the way i think it should be and i think it's brilliant what you're doing but um, how I'd like to kind of take the, the rest of the conversation would be more around how, obviously from a vegetable shop to now this massive successful business, um, there's multiple uh, cafes, but what's kind of the future plan for the Happy Pair going forward? Because is it going to just keep growing? Is it going to just stop? Or, you know, I'm excited to see what's to come. Uh, I think one thing, one thing we're about interested in now is... Um it's into how we actually manage the business because I guess traditional business is, you know, it's rooted in capitalism. So it's very much about trying to minimize the costs and maximize the profits and these type of things. But in the process, I think um, often staff or team can be exploited, you know, within capitalism, you want to pay people the less so you can ex- get the most. So we're looking at how we can relook at the, the whole business model in terms of um, <clears throat> how we can empower our team and how we can better structure our business so that everyone prospers and that the business itself there's more ownership and autonomy and more engaged people because I think fundamentally if you look at capitalism as I said I think at the root of it there's people being exploited all over the place and I, I think it's just a reflection of our society whereas I think if we can within our own business get our own team more engaged and more part of the process and more that more entrepreneurial mindset I think then the whole thing will prosper and each individual as humans will prosper and therefore it might have more of a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this uh, cool business in the US called Zingerman's uh, which was started in 
maybe it was the mid 80s uh, started as a delicatessen a delicatessen and now a kind of a group of about 15 or 16 different businesses that are all interrelated that are somewhat vertically integrated meaning that started with a delicatessen and instead of opening and let's open 15 different delicatesses all the same they kind of decided let's vertically integrate so we buy bread from someone oh let's open a bakery so they're they're making their their inputs and their outputs and then they might decide oh let's wholesale our bread and let's have a van system and let's roast our own coffee etc and I, I really like this model that they they contained it within their county if you will like we live in county wicklow they managed to keep it special because i guess we've been sold the idea of of western civilization of kind of constant growth and there you can obtain massive a million stores and i guess back a number of years ago maybe it was about three years ago we borrowed a large uh, kind of over a million and we were going to open five stores in five years and we were really going to go for it and after we opened our third cafe i remember kind of going i don't know if this is all it's cracked up to be like i don't feel as happy i don't feel more fulfilled i feel more stressed and more stuff to do and i'm meeting people every day of the week in the business that I don't know their name and I, I feel embarrassed oh hello what's your name oh welcome aboard and that might happen two or three times a day and it just felt like you know it just felt a bit phony it felt a bit fraud so over the last number of years we've been kind of trying to find that sweet spot where the business feels very much our own and very much connected but that as Dave mentioned we can try to engage our people more so that's but we that's haven't found no in any sense but it's a constant journey so mm-hmm. we're you're gradually getting closer and closer to that and it yeah. probably will take a long time but I mean it's it's in the back of your mind it's you're consciously thinking about it that you yeah, know I think, it's that's, I think that's the most important aspect of our business right now beyond obviously you know making sure you have enough to pay everyone and every you know it's a business and that you're is responsible, responsible in that regard but mm-hmm. so. but beyond that that's my biggest focus. Yeah. I'd love to ask one question because it is something that I, I was thinking because of, I'm, I'm only 23 and I'd like to kind of get some of the knowledge that you guys have learned over the years mm. from when you were 23 and kind of what would you say to a younger self what kind of message would you spread if you had that time again not that you know you go about it any differently but what would you say to yourself that maybe could help. Can I go? Yeah, cool. Don't be afraid. Like, yeah. and do your best. Like, be as not reckless. Like, still, obviously, be respectful and everything. But like, so much of at least I remember my kind of teens or my early twenties. I was, I was afraid. I, I was. I didn't do things as full on as you know. Maybe there was someone I met and I knew they were deadly and I wanted to spend time with them. But I was just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe they won't like me. As opposed to going like. Let's go for it. Let's see what's going to happen. And sure, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, grand. But I think it's to try to find that, almost like your inner child. Without sounding totally cl- okay, sounding totally cliched. But the more you can live full on, go pursue things, and and try to be less constricted and constrained. Like, what would you do if you had a week to live? Live your life that way. Really good. Really that would good. be like literally stop being afraid. Remember, like and I don't, I don't the know day. To, but another way to articulate that might be as simple as kind of saying that. Uh, like when I think of us as 23 or 24 compared to lots of people we were not afraid because there was two of us and we always had support mm-hmm. but I think if I look back and how if I was to give myself more advice it would be to just trust in myself more to listen to myself more to try to unlearn the stories that you were told and to to remember that everyone is an insecure three-year-old the whole system of life is just fabricated of commerce of of someone is good looking, someone is not good looking. We need cars, we need houses. The whole thing is all made up by humans. So like, why do you know? Like, you can just make it up and change. Just it question it all. Like, just go find what gives you meaning and go keep sniffing under rocks and 
and pursue it and have as much fun as possible. Yeah, and follow your whatever follows making you, you know, juiced or whatever the word might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think totally. What an answer. I love how the two of you can both come in with something different. You both add something different, but at the same time, you're spreading the same type of message. You're both wishing the same for everybody, and but yet two completely different answers. So just quickly before I wrap it up, I want to say thank you to the happy pair. Um, firstly, for the mushroom tea. Um, also, for having us here in the Greystones, the, the first ever happy pair store, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where it all began. Um, but here we are, many, many more. Like, I've been in the Clondalkin on the Vegan Tower, the Round Tower. Um, but, but like, what I want to just say quickly before I end is obviously thank you and, and for taking the time out. But more so the fact that I was a bit shocked when I'd met you both on the beach with how normal you are. You know, really nice, really pleasant, uh, welcoming, warm, but just normal. Because I did actually have in my head, when you, and I think that's the way society's gone, especially at my age, oh, X amount of followers are this big on social media. But when you remove all that, just like when you say, when you remove all these kind of uh, the house, the keys you know, for, for the car and all these kind of uh, material things, behind all that, we are just basically here living our life. And, and like you said, at the end of the day, we're all going to uh, go on our own journey and then it's going to end sometime. So when I met you, both I, I felt you guys were just just normal just like me or just like any of us and um maybe a little bit li- nicer so i would try to be a little <laughs> bit nicer no maybe a little bit nicer than me but i you know I, I mean i just thought basically that all this um perception was removed so the instagram and everything like that behind all that you know mm-hmm. you guys are just two really nice guys that are trying to spread a message of something you believe in and it seems to be working very well um, and, and that's all I wanted to say that, that's it thanks a million yeah I think the more we can uh, for anyone listening like you know many many of us have been sold the dream in western civilization that you need to make money you need to be famous you need to be successful you need to make people feel proud of you but ultimately I think it's about when you sit in a room on your own are you happy with that person and do you feel comfortable with that person and do you feel proud to be who you are and I think that's ultimately the real fruit in life because I think the more you can feel more comfortable in yourself and happier in yourself and more accept yourself for who you are the more suddenly life feels boundless it feels like oh my god this is this is the real you know this is real joy this is real wealth and then I was going to say that uh, we think we touched on this a few times is that um like underneath it all we all have different strategies to feel loved and accepted and it's all so deeply conditioned into us that we need to look good we need to have lots of followers we need to be successful we need to be independent and we need to travel the world and we need to have abs and we need to have go to the gym and I need to do all these type of things but really they're underneath it all they're just strategies to try to get people to love us and think we're great like really it is and underneath it all like you, me all of us in this room here we're all insecure humans that want to be loved and told we're great so if you have that context meeting anyone like we're all just fumbling around doing our best and uh, trying to have a good day really so for some people that day starts at 5am and then other people but but that's it no, and, and I feel um, you know I've learned a lot this morning and I feel through people that might listen to this in the short 30 minutes it is on their commute to work or whatever it may be and uh, maybe you'll learn something more or maybe you might implement some of these changes and um the best way I feel personally is to head over to the Happy Pairs Instagram. That that's my kind of daily dose of your um your kind of company. Although I don't see you every day, I mean that's my way of being able to keep up to date with what you're doing. Whether it's 
you know good nutritious food you're promoting or whether it's just a good healthy happy lifestyle so uh, just head over to the happy pair i'll link it below head over to their website um shout out to the lads for this morning and and uh, steve thank you so much and dave thank you cheers Ross. appreciate it thanks welfare thanks so much good job Coffee and a little bit of conversation.